All right, welcome to episode 50 of the Hot Grids Podcast. I'm Travis Jadon, and with me, as always, is Spencer Maddox. Season 3, episode 10 of HGP, and we got a loaded show for you guys. We'll break down the Super Bowl and talk Tom Brady's status, talk about the Braves signing Marcelo Zuna and where they go from here, give you guys a Hawks playoff ceiling update, and talk a little more trash about the upcoming bowling match. For now, stay tuned for episode 50 of the Hot Grits Podcast. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67th mayor of the city of Savannah, and I am pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. All right, Spencer, Tom Brady, the GOAT, Tom Brady does it again. Seventh Super Bowl title, fifth Super Bowl MVP. We'll break it down. Bucks win 31 to 9. Our guy Mark DeRosa is rich. You are temporarily rich, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, and I earned a bar tab. We did pretty well on the props. We'll break all that down and really talk about Brady's status as the most dominant athlete ever? Question mark? What do you think? I'll, I'll make that argument. I'll argue against it, and I got yeah. one guy in mind. But first, let's tell well, the you're listeners. you're wrong, and it's okay. <laughs> let's tell the listeners about Coach's Corner, our title sponsor. Coach's Corner in Savannah. Uh, they were awesome for the Super Bowl. They got a bunch of concert stuff going on, and they're getting really ready to celebrate their 30th anniversary. Coaches started in 1991. Travis's life started in 1991. Two goats really on the same path, on the same trajectory. Right. 3016 East Victory Drive. If you go, tell them, Co- or tell them Hot Grits Podcast sent you. Call them at 912-352-2933 and find them at coaches.net. Also, be sure to subscribe and rate to uh, Carl Damasi and the AD, Chad Griffin, uh, as well as Rubbin' and Grubbin' the NASCAR show. We'll talk with them next week ahead of the day, the Daytona 500. There they're we gonna, go. They're going to let us bet, uh, or we're going to give them... We're uh, going to give them our money and let them bet with correct, them, right? P- correct. Pretty much. Correct. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise them with a few facts about Yeah, dude, NASCAR. we're coming. We're, we're going to be NASCAR guys in like a week. I'm going to get right up. Yeah, Soon. Yeah. October 2022, we are hockey guys. Yeah. Next week, we begin being NASCAR guys. Right. We've always been politics guys. We've, we've always been national anthem guy. Right. Um, I would say that last night, that as we record this on Monday, the last night, nothing was really surprising to me except for the, the fact that I, don't, I didn't think that the first half or the second half that the Chiefs ever adjusted. They, they, never, they never adjusted what they were doing. They never adjusted to what the Bucks were doing. Uh, and, and it showed, dude. And I think thirty-one to nine final score. Yeah, it was really. I mean, people are gonna look back, and, and that looks like a blowout, but it was really worse than that. Like it could have been yeah, worse than that. It really could have. It, it. I was surprised by just. It wasn't that Tampa Bay was like dominant. Like the Chiefs were able to move the ball. I was just surprised that like they didn't run any like quarterback draws, you know what I mean? Because the pressure was so immense on Patrick Mahomes the entire time. And looking back, since we we talked about those two tackles being out, I guess I could have seen that coming. But like you said, there was no adjustments made. Like I, I honestly don't know what you do whenever the quarterback's just getting bum-rushed like that. I think Mahomes, but, Mahomes failed t- to capitalize on what could have been a Kansas City advantage. The Bucks were getting pressure all night in the backfield. Yeah. But early on, if you'll remember, Mahomes was essentially getting six to ten yards whenever he wanted. Yeah. And when he started scrambling early in the game, he was scrambling 
head downfield, but moving downfield, right? North and south. As the game went along, you started seeing almost every play. He's every running drop backwards. Back, he's running backwards. He's spinning around. I mean, that in and of itself is incredible. The Some of the throws that he yeah. got off were, were I, just I counted. Th- I counted three times a ball hit a Kansas City receiver in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Off of like a ridiculous spin turnaround throw. Right. And like, they could have had many, many more sacks. My Jason Pierre-Paul thing didn't hit. That MVP didn't hit, but like they had dudes in the backfield yeah. all night. And there could have been many more sacks if it wasn't Mahomes. Either. I think the way that Kansas City would have kept it close is if Mahomes continued to do what he was doing early in the game, right. scrambling upfield instead of looking for those deep shots that Kansas City became known for. Yeah, But that wasn't going to happen. And, and they kind of kept beating their head against the wall, it felt like. Dude, like, we're going to do it our way. We're going to do it the way that God yeah, is here. And it didn't I mean, it. And it almost seemed it didn't. They didn't give up on the run, but the run became less and less effective. It it started to seem like their run plays were really predictable as well. Um, I would, yeah, like you said, I would have liked to have seen Patrick Mahomes run the ball downfield more. I mean, I feel like not one quarterback draw. You know, did you see one? No, and I, I can get why you wouldn't call it because they, like enough of them would come naturally. Yeah, but it, it just seemed like they got like they got out strategized. And then they didn't adapt at all. Yeah. I thought for sure the second half we'd see like a clear difference in the first half, but but there really wasn't more screens, something like something to keep them. They just had their ears pinned back, dude, yeah, and they were running right at the quarterback. That's there, all they had to do. There were a couple of key moments that, and I don't want to get too far in depth to it, but there were a couple of key moments that I thought could have changed the whole trajectory of the game. Maybe not the outcome. But like, there seemed to be a third. There was a third down where Travis Kelsey's coming off a break and he slips and falls, and and then eventually the throw gets to him later on in the route, and, and it's broken up because he had slipped and fallen originally. Like that kind of stuff just kept seeming to happen. It felt like yeah. Um, I, was there any smoke? Like a lot of people were really upset about those pass interference calls. I, I didn't think. I think Tampa Bay still would have won. Honestly, yeah, I thought. A couple of them were were clearly uncatchable. The one yeah. on Ma- the run on Tyron Matthew in the end zone was was, was against Mike Evans, I believe, was yeah. atrocious. It that was ball a bad was call, way overthrown. But it, there was also Brady a was throwing lot, it away. There was also a lot of contact, dude. And yeah. like there there comes a point where it's like, what do you do there if you're the ref? Like he fucking tackled him. What about basically. the guy? The guy lines up off sides on a field goal. Oh God, that was. Uh, and that's terrible. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. On fourth and five, and on then they're those, giving a free play. Kansas City basically later. just shot themselves in the foot. But I mean, a lot of Chiefs fans, especially I think it was on Twitter, eight to one penalties in the first half. Yeah, I think. a lot of Chiefs fans were really upset. But I mean, even those balls that you were talking about being uncatchable, there was so much contact there that it was almost like you have to throw a flag. Like you, yeah, especially the one on Gronk where it probably wasn't catchable. He probably wouldn't even have been able to get a hang, hand on it, but it's Gronk and like he's huge, you know? Like Bro, early early in that game when we got some text messages, uh, early in that game I thought Gronk was headed clearly towards the MVP. Yeah. And I was just beating myself upside. If you'll listen to episode 49, you'll see that we were not high on tight ends nope. for MVP. Not not high on tight ends. And I would argue that he would have been like the runner up for MVP. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, look, if they would have given it to Gronkowski instead of Brady, it would have been surprising. But going off the stats and stuff, like it wouldn't have been all that surprising. Well, honestly. I, I would have been surprised because like it's Brady. Yeah. Right. But it wouldn't have been undeserving. Yeah. If they gave it to Gronk. I mean, Brady only had what two hundred and one yards. 
So yeah, like he was just so pinpoint. Bro. Yeah, he was. Like, he missed it was a pass. Methodical. He missed a pass to Godwin early in the game on a third down. Just like barely missed him. And man, I don't remember many other passes. Yeah, where he missed. And, and did you think like did you see Brady coming to the line a lot and having to do a lot of audibles and a lot of a, it didn't seem that no. way, right? No, it, it seemed was like, sort of like seemed like they were coasting, easy. dude. Yeah, I, as a better like I was I was texting you throughout the game like in our, in random group text. I was like, there's no way. There's no way this is going to happen. Like I kept I kept thinking that the Chiefs were going to make a run. It was comfy yeah. the whole time. At some and, point I was like, you know what? Like I'm not even like worried about this anymore. Like they're coasting, dude. And I I like really couldn't get that out of my head that the Chiefs were going to make a run just because I had so much running on it, you know what I mean? Right. But by like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, I was like this thing is fucking over with, bro. Like yeah. No chance. No yeah. chance the way they're playing. Hell no. And I kept thinking like maybe Maybe there's some irony, some poetry in work here. Brady gets a big lead in a Super Bowl, then blows it. At one point in time, the Bucks had exactly 28 points. Notable number for yeah. Falcons fans when Brady's involved yeah. in a Super Bowl. Dude, and I was like, well, maybe listen, something could happen. Listen to this, dude. I'm watching the game with Brian Sigmund. He's, he's one of our close friends and an HGP listener. He's GFAM, right? This guy says with, I think, like two minutes left in the third quarter, he looks over like on the other side of the room. He says, hey, Spencer. Know what this reminds me of? The Falcons a few years ago in the Super Bowl. As I'm already like sweating it out, dude. Like I've got my hands, like I'm, I've got my hand, my face in my hands. I'm sweating it out. I just know that Patrick Mahomes is gonna come and kill me. And oh, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't sit still for the rest of the game just because of that. Uh, I was pissed. Let me ask you this: Do you put? Have you read any stories, any blog posts? Do you put any stock at all in? The NFL got exactly what it wanted. The NFL wanted Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. There were eight penalties called uh, against the Chiefs in the first half. There was only, or against the Chiefs, yeah, there was only one against the Bucks. Put any stock in that at all? I mean, not me. No, not no me. chance, dude. I because, mean, they just didn't look good. If if yeah. it were a close game, maybe. Like if they were, if there was any momentum for the Chiefs, if if any of the things we talked about had happened, if they would have put it, if they would have scored one more touchdown, I might have been down for that. Like, but. It was yeah. a, they got their ass beat. You know what I always like to like wonder is I wish that after a game like this, to, like today, the, the following day, if they said that the Chiefs and Buccaneers were going to play next week, yeah, neutral field, mm-hmm. what's the line? Now having seen this game, probably Bucks by four, five, right? But it's still like, like if they played again, like I don't know that the Chiefs wouldn't. It just seemed like a masterful, masterful performance yeah. and a defense that was absolutely red hot. Like that defense was playing like one of the best yeah. units in the league, and they were not one of the best units in the league. Like down the stretch, they were, but they yeah. just kept getting better and better and better. And then by the time they get to the Super Bowl, it's like, holy shit, man! These guys have like five <laughs> linebackers that are great. They got lockdown corners, and Dominican Sue's their like fifth D yeah. lineman. Like they looked pretty good. Yeah, and, on, and, on paper, they probably weren't like one of the better units, especially early on. But like you said, dude, they locked in down the stretch. I loved that taunting penalty when the guy gave the peace sign. At oh, the end. The I thought that was so awesome. Tyree kill? Yeah. Yeah, that, that guy is a rookie from uh, Minnesota. Right. I remember I interviewed him last year before Georgia Southern played Minnesota, and he is uh, he's highly confident. Uh, yeah. Winfield yeah, is yeah. his last name. His dad was in the league. Um, uh, l- let me – kind of circle back to Tom Brady and like that. You want to do that debate now? Yeah, I think so, dude. I think. All right. So you go ahead and make your point because 
my point. Let's lay out what the questions are. Okay. It's no longer a question. Is Brady the goat? He is the goat. I don't know if that was established a Super Bowl win ago. I I think so too. Yeah. But like there were chirps. Those chirps are gone forever. Yeah. Uh, there were trips like, okay, so he's the goat at quarterback. Is he the greatest player of all time? I think those debates are over. Yeah. He's the greatest NFL player of all time. Now we're talking about, now we've got to leave football and go to, is he the best athlete of all time? You don't want to do that because you don't want to say that a guy that runs a 10, 10, 40 is the best athlete of all time. So we'll use this. Is Tom Brady the most dominant athlete ever? That is the question at hand here. I would say that besides maybe like you could throw Michael Phelps in if you'd like mm-hmm. once every four years, guy. I, you know how I feel about the Olympics. Um, you you know throw, how I feel. I hate the Olympics. It always seems like you Jordan get hyped about it. In, you could throw Michael Jordan in because you could argue Tom Brady has three losses in the biggest game right. ever. He's seven and three, so that's pretty solid. But he has three losses. In those games, two notable ones mm-hmm. to the Giants. Jordan never had that. I would argue neither one of those guys. And then maybe Jeter. Some people will say Jeter, but he's a distant fourth or fifth, I would think. Right. Tiger Woods, to me, is still the most dominant athlete of all time because during that stretch, a prolonged stretch, 97 to 07, Tiger Woods was winning at a clip that will never be touched Again, he was dominating, not just majors, okay, so not just the Super Bowls of golf, every single week. He was winning. Tiger Woods, before he did his comeback, won 50% of the tournaments he played in. The problem I have with that is, you've almost moved the field goal posts on me here. I like we're talking about an entire career. We're not just talking about a 10 stretch run because then you can do you can do the thing where Shaq was probably the most dominant. We're doing career today. Yeah. Both guys are still in. Yeah. So I mean and I would make the argument that Jack has more major titles than Tiger. Tiger hasn't beaten that record yet, right? Would yeah. you make the argument that Jack is more dominant than Tom Brady? That doesn't seem fair. No. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. So how can you say the number two guy in golf is better? Jack didn't win at the clip that Tiger won. Tiger Woods won 50% of the tournaments that he played in. Not top three, not top He won half of the tournaments he played in. He has the most wins of all time. Any golfer to ever walk the face of the earth. And he did it all, just about all of it, in a 10 to 12 year span. It's incredible. And he, but he fell off. Most dominant athlete ever, for me, is still Tiger Woods. There is nobody that did it that, that was clearly better than the field. There's no athlete ever. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the, the, Jack wasn't that the, much to clearly me, the better. Thing, to me, the, the thing that was always holding Tom Brady back in these arguments is you didn't know if it was Belichick. You didn't know if it was the system. You didn't know all this stuff. Tom Brady just went at the age of, what, 43 years old? Yep. He just went like 1,000 miles south. Did it with a coach that he didn't really know that. I mean, I actually knew Arians. Did it with a different coach. Did it in a different system. He brought his guy. He did brought it his during buddy. COVID. Did yeah, during COVID. I mean, he did all those things in a completely different system and way past his prime, quote unquote. So, I mean, it's impossible to me not to give it to Tom Brady at this point, and I'll never bet against the guy again, ever. There, there was a there was a Monday be 50 night fifty out there, and I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a couple units on him, dude. There was a Monday night football game like. 
let's call it 2011, 12, or 13, somewhere in there, where the Chiefs absolutely destroyed the Patriots, and Tom Brady looked terrible. Yeah. And I remember, I was on a plane, actually, on the way back from Boston, because I had just gone to see Derek Jeter's last game. Not a big deal. Um, and I remember on that plane ride reading stuff about how this is the end. This is the end yeah. for Brady. Oh, they said it so many times. And it's, it's been- just like, dude, not only did he deny those things, like, he, he it seems like he's just getting better or, or he's learning more. You know what yeah, I mean? And he's Physically, adjusting he's his not game. getting better, but he's just like becoming like the the gap is widening. Yeah, the gap is widening. Like every year, it's like, is Rogers. You know how far away is Breeze? How far away is Rogers? Are these yeah. guys close? And then you look at him in the Super Bowl, and you're just like, man, I would want there is nobody else even close nah. to who I would want under center than Tom. In the Brady. in the Super Bowl, no, nobody. Fuck no, nobody. Dude, the thing is, it's not like he's on the Peyton Manning trajectory where he can't really throw a spiral anymore. He can't really get. He can still get the ball forty, almost fifty yards downfield, pretty consistently. And he's yeah. also going to give you. I mean, he's never been the most accurate thrower in the NFL, but I mean, pinpoint accuracy, and he knows the game so well. There's nobody, dude. Nobody. Patty Mahomes threw for 462 yards first time around against the Bucks. He threw for 270 this time around. Um, pretty, pretty dominant performance, I think, in all aspects. It was a pretty, like, like for a, a lopsided game, I, I thought it was pretty watchable. Yeah. Pretty clean. Not a lot of controversy. Yeah, well, you had— Not the big play that, yeah. that like, could, could have gone either way. I think all things considered, like, the NFL is going to wash its hands of this season and be like, yo— this thing was a success for sure. In every measure for sure. And I don't, I don't know why basketball can't get its act together. Like all the contact tracing stuff. This that didn't seem like it happened in the NFL, did it? No, but like, let's What's be honest here. If Mahomes or Brady tested positive this past week for COVID, the world would have never found out. And yeah. nobody would have done Jack. That would not have come out. Yeah. If any key player would have tested positive, like I'm not positive that they, they, they've been, they were even testing. That severely during Super Bowl week, like they threw out two token guys for the Chiefs that had like tracing issues early on. Yeah, but other than that, you didn't hear a peep. Yeah. Meanwhile, the national average is spiking. Like, I don't know that there was a lot of. So honesty you think you think, <laughs> transparency so you think, you think the NFL there. was just straight up burying it, basically? Ooh, I just don't know that they were that testing would, that. I way. mean, that makes a lot of sense. That's how the NFL handles pretty much everything. Yeah. Else. What are they gonna do? Be transparent about it all of a sudden? Yeah. No. Fuck no. When the eyes of the world are on them, I don't. I wish basketball so. would do that. I'm so sick of these postponements. These <laughs> guys are in the prime of their lives. Nothing's gonna happen to them, and we keep. They pulled Kevin Durant in the. Fr- <sighs> Never mind. Don't even get me started, dude. That was a weird. That was so weird, and we'll we'll uh, we'll have to circle back to that whenever we talk about basketball. But that's I've said my piece on Tom Brady, dude. He's the best. Yeah, I'll still tell you Tiger Woods, but he, but. It's an interesting conversation to have. I respect you, but you're wrong. All good. <laughs> All right. New sponsor alert, Spinny. New sponsor alert. We got Valentine's Day coming up. And so we want to tell you guys about Ryan's Florist in Savannah. R-H-I-N-E-S. Ryan's Florist. These guys are locally owned since 1932. Think about that. Long time. 1932. They've been in Savannah. Family owned. They will deliver flowers. They will have them ready for pickup. Any right. of that stuff. And listen, you don't want... Do not mess up Valentine's no, Day. No, dude. If you're you're newly in a relationship, Spencer, you can't mess this up. Yeah. Um, I'm single, but I got some tender ladies in my life. Yep. We're uh, swiping. Ryan's florist will be your florist. And I'll tell you why. 10% off 
if you mention the Hot Grits podcast, call them before Friday, February 12th, and your flowers will be delivered to your special lady on Valentine's Day. I mean, it's a can't-miss offer, and, yep. and it benefits you, it benefits us, it benefits the lady in your life. Right, and if we tell them... If we tell them, if you tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent them, they get ten percent off. Correct? That, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like it benefits everyone involved. Pretty much, pretty much can't miss there. And dude, we're guys. I get it. Like we 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 don't really like flowers, right? Like I'm not gonna give you flowers for your birthday. That's no, weird. I don't. But they love it, right? Like they that's their thing. Don't miss it. Don't miss out on this. They're mandatory, and rather going yeah. through like one eight hundred flowers or somebody else, nah. like where you're gonna have to deal with a national chain. Buy from someone local in Savannah. It's for sure. cheaper for you. It's a guarantee, and it's a better business. They'll take care of your mom, your grandma, your girlfriend, your wife, your side chick, any of those things. <laughs> any of those things. So once again, call them and tell them we sent you. 912-547-3364. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, rhinesflores.com to contact them. Call them by Friday, February 12th. Tell them we sent you for 10% off. And they will deliver premium flowers to the premium lady in your life. So thank you to Ryan's Florist. That's huge, dude. I'm definitely using them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, all right. We'll break in a second, Spencer. But can we talk about what Mark DeRose is feeling today? What oh, you're feeling? God. And yeah. how we did on these bets. Bro, I was uh, I was ecstatic. I, I really didn't think they were going to win going into it. Just like the betters' uh, anxiety, I guess, the entire game. But... How do we I mean, do on the props? We, we hit the we hit the over on the national anthem. I thought it was three for five, right? Yeah, I forget which ones we did, but like I I know I won three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I won three. I don't count the props as losses though. I don't no. do like three and two. No, no, no. Like it's just if you win any of them, it's a bonus. So we hit the over on the anthem, sack before the touchdown. Uh, Belichick did not hit, which is crazy. Those those bastards. Yeah, Romo and Nance. Those bastards. They must have known. They must have known. Well, dude, did you see the video that came out? It was circulating on Instagram and Twitter where somebody was standing outside of the or the oh, uh, yeah, in Tampa yeah. Bay. People tagged us it. in it. People tagged us in it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, someone was standing outside the rehearsal. Yo, dude. Um, what else, what else is weird? Oh, there was a prop that we didn't talk about because it was such a long shot. Will there be a, a fan run on the field? Oh yeah, will a fan run on the field? Fan ran on the field. Fan ran on the field, and you just know his buddies. Yeah, had the plus seventy five hundred, or had whatever it was, plus ten thousand. Oh my god, bro! Like you just I've never thought that of, to be. True. I've never thought about. So they're that. like, "Yo, do this. We use some of the money to bail you out. Yeah, and we give you. Then we put a G on it. Like it's guaranteed. So we're doing that next Super Bowl, right? Nose goes on being the run. I'll I'll run. I'll run. How we long gotta, do you think you could like? What, what we got to be your strategy. Life savings. What would be your strategy though? It's it's a can't miss bet, right? Yeah, but once you hit the field, they're like, you're gonna try. You gotta try to make it. You gotta try to like. You're just dodging everyone, or are you trying to get to the other side. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just trying, trying to, dude. I will get ten yards on the field and be like, "Oh shit, I fucked up," and then like run back to my seat. Oh, just to win the bet? Yeah. Or like, yeah, I didn't park my car here. Well, this isn't where I park my car. Well, I obviously, I'm gonna wear some hot grit, hot grits podcast merch. <laughs> like, See, for me, if I'm coming from one side of the end zone and I hit the field, I'm just doing whatever it takes to run the length of the field. Yeah, like, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to do some zigging and zagging. Yeah, but I'm gonna try to get to the other side and jump like a Lambo leap. <laughs> the, fan, the, the fans are on your side, yeah. bro. They want you to make it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I hate the fact that CBS and and every broadcast doesn't show it. Yeah, they don't want to like. They don't want to like. Dude, that seems like a, a can't miss way to make money, right? That's like, the first thing I thought of. Was like, oh you know, God. his buddies were on that bet. You know, what was, his buddies what was were it? On what is it? Plus, I mean, it was plus 
a lot. lot. Yeah. Plus so, I lot. mean, it, it was a it was like more than like Tyron Matthew MVP. Really? Yeah. Dude, that seems like a quick way to become Because like, you have limited fans That's a already. come up, dude. That's a come up. You just put five grand on that and then just... Do we know that it wasn't Mark DeRosa's betting partner? I now have to look up how much time you spend in jail because of that. Like, is it a trespassing yeah. charge? Like, yeah, I mean, at least a night for sure. Yeah. You got to be... You got to be pretty liquid. I mean, you got to have some liquids in you. Yeah. For sure. I yeah. I think. I mean, you're going to get in trouble, and they're going to rough you up a little bit, too. Did you see the Vince Lombardi thing pregame? No. Like the, holog- the hologram thing? Uh-uh. It was like a pump-up speech from Vince Lombardi, but it was like actually Vince, like it was Vince Lombardi's voice, but they had like a 3D hologram type thing. Do you know the kind of no, thing I'm talking about? I didn't see that. About? I was late getting to the broadcast. It was, uh, it was, I mean, I thought pretty cheesy. And people have made the argument since the result of the Super Bowl Vince Lombardi only won one Lombardi trophy. Mm. Like, maybe something changed. How great is this guy? Yeah, I don't know. I did want to run through a brick wall after seeing it, but it was just weird. Like, you know, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, that there'll be like a Brady hologram. Yeah, he's not still playing. He might still be. They're probably gonna rename it. (laughs) They're probably gonna rename it the Brady Trophy. Don't you think that? Like, yeah, not to stick on. They have to name something after Brady. I would think the Super Bowl MVP is on its way to being named. We were saying uh, last night. I was saying that whenever he's because he's a first ballot Hall of Famer plus some. People were saying that he's got two Hall of Fame careers, which I would make the argument he has. You could make the argument for three. Yeah. So I was saying they need to do like the Han Solo thing, where like whenever they put him in the Hall of Fame his life's just over with, right? Like they, instead of just giving him a bust, they actually like make him into the statue. You know what I mean? And that way you can take your kids there to the hall of fame and say, that's Tom Brady kids. And they're like, what? Yeah. That's like actually Tom Brady in that statue. I think that's what they should do. I saw some chatter from some, from some ladies on social media. Like, uh, you know, I wish my man looked like that at age 43 or like, he doesn't look 43 to me and all this stuff. And I just wanted to like Google image, Giselle and yeah hey ladies you don't look like that to me either yeah you don't look like Giselle so I I, I honestly low-key think Tom Brady looks weird now dude just like there's something about his face that doesn't look right people aren't supposed to look that good at that age you know and I don't know he's a handsome man he looks weird to me I know I'm in the minority there let's take a break then talk Braves signing Marcelo Zuna finally they got a steal for him we never doubted Alex Anthopoulos oh we definitely were a pro Anthopoulos podcast from the beginning um, we'll talk about where the Braves go from here after that signing and then give you guys a Hawks playoff ceiling update. Stay tuned for the second half. Hey, Spencer, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. If your tooth is hurting, who do you call? Where, what profession do you call? I think that'd be the dentist. You call the dentist, right? You don't pull your own tooth. No. If you have a problem with anything in your house, right. you need some home improvement stuff, you don't do it yourself. You no, call, absolutely not. Who would you call? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think you're about to tell me. I think I'd call Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah. That's B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah is your spot for anything home improvement. Inside your house, outside your house, on top of your house, below your house. Tony at Bewley Oaks is your guy. Call him 912-667-5235. 912-667-5235. Call Tony and tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. All right, welcome to the second half of episode 50, season three, episode 10 
of the Hot Grits podcast, Spencer, the Braves finally, finally signed Marcelo Zuna, and they did it for an absolute steal. Yep. Four years, $64 million, locked in. Fifth-year option to move it to $80 million, $16 million on the fifth-year option. The Braves have their left fielder, their everyday left fielder. They've made that clear that Marcelo Zuna will be the everyday left fielder. And I think this tells us something, dude. I really think that this tells us the DH is a lock. At some point. After. Yeah. After this year, the DH is a lock. Um, he'll play left field every day for 2021, and he'll back clean up every day in 2021. Uh, and beyond that, you can start to play with other outfielders that you have coming up. What did you think when you saw the Ozuna signing, I guess? And for me, it puts the Braves like, now you're a move away. Now you're a move away from being right there with the Dodgers. Yeah, right there they're, still, the they're still a step below the Dodgers, right? Like, I think they'll, there is nothing they can do to make themselves equal to the Dodgers. but even if, even if like one or two of their young pitchers takes a step up? You know no, no, during this, I'm saying there's no move they can make. That would make them preseason favorites over the Dodgers. There is no, no move out there that they could make. No, but I the, would say the Dodgers even, are like an unholy team, dude. Like they're they're yeah. sick. I mean, there's rumors about Jose Ramirez with the Braves, which that would, would be re- sick. Which would require a hefty, hefty package in return. Even that wouldn't push them over the top. I don't. Think. You don't think? No, and, the and just in terms trade, of lineup, the Ramirez trade would require something along the lines of Drew Waters, of Riley Waters. Probably Riley Waters, Anderson. Yeah. Um, you think sh- Anderson? Maybe Anderson. I'm not saying it. Sh- Shea Langoliers, uh, the catcher out of Baylor, yeah. who's, who's one of the Braves' best prospects. And he he's as close to a camp mess as you can get. Uh, a comp would be more power, but similar to Buster Posey is the comp Whoa. for Shea Langoliers. So that is a that would be a hefty package. For me, Jose Ramirez does not compare to Nolan Arenado, even though – when you look at rankings and stuff like that, like people put him on par with Arenado. The fact that Jose Ramirez is going to be paid $6 million, that's it. That's an expiring contract, though, isn't it? No, after no? next year. Team control, oh. too. Team control. So he would cost them around $14 million. That's total. the type of thing the Braves like, dude. You know what my reaction to this so was? So that wouldn't cost you money. That would cost your prospects. This is, this is a little bit of a different take, but the players' union has got to hate the Braves, don't they, at this point? Why you say that? Well, you've got Ronald Acuna on a ridiculous team-friendly deal. You've got... Oh, you mean the market? Yeah. You've got Ozzy Albies on a even more ridiculous team-friendly deal. Now you, I mean, by all accounts, pretty much robbed Marcelo Zuna. I mean... Yeah, I, th- I would think... And none of those guys have big-time big, big time agents either. No. I mean, they have relatively small agents. Uh, relative for it, it also sends a bad like I, I'm a super hype, but it also sends a bad message to like superstar players that the Braves aren't gonna. I mean, I guess they knew that already, but like the Braves are looking for a team friendly deal and they're gonna get one if you do business with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd still be interested to see what happens with Freed if Soroka comes back healthy. What happens with him? Those guys, it just doesn't seem like they're gonna be the type to ignore what the market would would bear for them and give the Braves another team-friendly deal. So at some point in time, one of those... Somebody's going to have to pay up, right? I would think. Or you're going to have to watch one of them walk. Yeah. I mean, Freed is going to be this year real cheap. We've already talked about that with the arbitration. Um, I, I think with the signing of Ozuna, there's, there is a small chance now that Dansby Swanson is the long-term shortstop for the Braves. 
He's really? gonna play this. He's gonna play this year for between, or it's either gonna be. It's like six. It's either gonna be four point two or six point seven. Yeah, between that number. And then after this year, another decision will have to be made unless unless he's willing to go back on a one year deal and bet on himself again. But if he if say Swanson has the best year of his career this year, he's walking into a free agent year. Let's, I, let's do this. So the Braves probably aren't. For 2021, they still the have World some Series. needs. Yeah, they're probably not going to win the World Series. I think they have a chance, though. I think they do have a chance. Yeah. I mean, oh, I think, yeah. They're basically I, running this team back, adding, uh, adding what's his name? The pitcher. They need to win the Blanking division. Right they need to win the division. That's what I want to. Yeah. So do you do you have them as the preseason favorite in the division? Messed up better. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm a, I would pick them, but I, I would say if they don't win the division, it's a failure. They've got the best team on paper, right? They have a good enough team where they have they need to win they have to win the division. Yeah. You, otherwise, the money was a waste. Yeah. I mean, uh, they could potentially win a hundred games. I mean, in, in like a full season. That, when that you think could. about the NL East, though, I mean, I would say ninety and a half, ninety one wins gets you the division gets title. Gets you a division. How many title. How many games are they playing? One sixty two. One sixty two. Okay. Yeah. The players' union denied the one fifty four. That's right. Mark, and well, we know how that goes. It could still be one fifty four. I guess. For me, the Braves still need a fourth outfielder. They need well. well they they might not, bring up one of their. You're not counting. Well, look, I think they need to re-sign Duvall. Okay. Specifically, Duvall, and I think they need to re-sign Shane Green. Those two things are still left out there on the table, and, and other than that, I'm good to go for the Braves. What can't happen for the Braves is one of their strengths last year becoming a weakness, like you just said. That bullpen. The bullpen cannot become a weakness, and their depth cannot become a weakness. I mean. Right now they're like one injury away, or you're really one setback away. Yeah, I mean, then you're looking at now you only have four solid starters. What if you know, God forbid, Freed misses two weeks? Right now you start off like you start off maybe six and ten. People start panicking. A lot of things could happen, but they're good enough now. I think one through nine to compete. So I think they're they're a deal away or one Dodger injury away from being. One, if not the best team in the NL, right there with them. And I think, dude, I still think they could beat the Dodgers this year. I really do. In a seven-game series, they could. I'm not going to say they will. I would never pick them. Yeah. But, yeah, they definitely could. All right, let's get to the Hawks. But first, we'll Is tell there... people about John Carr Real Estate. John Carr, the realist of real real estate agents in Savannah, knows Savannah like the back of his hands, and he can help you with your real estate needs. Buying or selling, you're going to want to call John Carr and tell him we sent you. 912 0916 and com. That's 912-228-0916. John Carr Real Estate in Savannah, the best real estate agent and a real estate agent that we can vouch for. Call him today and tell him we sent you. Uh, Hawks, 11 and 12 overall, 5 and 5 in their last 10. We're just playing this game. They're just floundering back and forth, back and forth. Give me a playoff seed for him. Um, I'm still at the six. Because they're gonna get healthy at some point, right? After the All Star break, they're gonna get healthy. They're gonna see. We're gonna see what this team looks like. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, Danilo Gallinari, Danilo is, Gallinari. He's finally getting there, dude. And I, I, did you watch this last game? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! When when he's on, man, he's like borderline unstoppable on offense. There's pretty much nothing you can do. He's so slow, and it's so funny to watch, but. When that shot's on, dude, good luck. In the back of my head, I'm always thinking, yeah, but there's no DeAndre Hunter. Does Gallinari get better or worse when Hunter comes back? Like those kind of things. The, the rotation still hasn't. Yeah, we, we haven't seen the question. The question for me is isn't isn't will he play well with DeAndre Hunter? Isn't it, that's not it? Is the minutes and how they'll break him up 
because we really don't know how it's going to work with Capella, Collins, and Hunter. You know what I mean? That's right. the biggest question. And it seems now that DeAndre, I mean, excuse me, Danilo Gallinari's best role coming off the bench, playing against that like second unit and giving them a boost on the bench. But you can't have that guy making sixty million dollars a year not closing out games, right? You don't yeah. want your you don't want your second or third best player not closing out games. That can't happen. Yeah, no, like that's better than the alternative for sure. Uh, or from the athletic, from guys expected to contribute in the Hawks rotation. This is a hefty list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys mm-hmm. have missed time. It's incredible, sort. dude. Nine guys have missed a total of ninety-one games uh, so far. Yeah. So, well, at a certain point, dude, you have to point the finger at the GM, right? Like, I mean, he signed all these. Well, Danilo Gallinari's to, always been hurt. Yeah, Gallinari's missed twelve. You start to look at the list, like you signed Chris Dunn, not really a significant contract though. Twenty-three games Dunn has, but missed he's supposed all to play a significant role. Bogdanovich has missed fourteen. He was playing really well. Bogey was playing, I thought, well before mm. the. Injury. I mean, he was filling an important role. He was I doing what by his standards. Yeah, by his standards, he wasn't really playing well, but he was a body that can control the ball, and he did that well. Rondo's missed nine. Tony Snell has missed eight. Those are two guys that you expected to bring a little juice to the second unit yep. as far as guards go. DeAndre Hunter has missed five. That news continues to get more murky and, and really less good. good. Doesn't look good. He's going to miss at least four weeks. I would say probably six weeks. Yeah. And and, look, and he's a young guy. You don't want to rush him back. Like You don't want this to be a long-term no. thing. And it's really hurt their three-point percentage. Like It's pretty like, obvious. It's killing him. Right now, they're the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. at 11 and 12. And I, I, I would think this team gets marginally better over the course of the season. So if they play 500 ball from here on out, I think that they would be the seventh seed. Right. Seventh seed forever, Travis, seven seed Hawks. I'll never change it. Seven seed, never change it. It seems like we change it every week because we do change it every week. Potentially, yeah. I will say this for Hawks fans out there. The starters, their plus minus has been good. They've got to stabilize that bench unit, and the non-Trey Young minutes have got to stabilize in order for the Hawks to do anything this year. And I think they will. I think as they get healthier, you know, as they start to, like, get some chemistry together as a team, because we really haven't seen this team what they can be, I think they can I think they can make some noise in the playoffs, dude. Yeah. Just by the numbers, like, what they do, their starting unit, and especially when you add back in your second-best player in DeAndre Hunter, I think they're a really good team. I don't think they're going to beat the Celtics. I don't think they're capable of beating the Bucks, any team like that, but... I mean, if they if they draw the, I don't know, maybe the fourth seed, if they draw the fourth seed, they can win a first round playoff. Never gonna happen. No, if they draw that, like if they make the fifth seed. Ah, you know what I mean. I see what you're saying. Yeah, if they get to the fifth seed, they never could, gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Never but it it could, it could. You know what is gonna happen? We will win this bowling match on February 28th. Fuck yeah, bro. That will happen. Come um, on. We have officially got all the forms. We've got everything ready to go as far as sponsorships go. We already have a bunch of people that have contributed but i just want to be clear on how we can get you guys to contribute you can contact us in any number of ways facebook twitter um dm hot grit or you can uh, email hot pod at gmail.com um both of us spencer and i like readily available we are checking those things yep um and what you can do is sponsor per pin so you commit to sponsoring us and then you don't pay till after the event february 28th is the event at one o'clock it will be live streamed, so you'll be able to watch it. Um, and you'll sponsor us per pin for the first match only. Spencer and I expect to get between 290 to 310. <coughs> 310, 290 to 310. So 300, basically. Right. 
pins combined. So if you sponsor us for 10 cent a pin, let's do a little math. 10 cent a pin would be $30. $30, right? So $1 a pin, $300 donation. You commit to doing one of these things, some of these things, and then after the event, we give you the number, then you write the check for help save one of our own charity, um, and we help kids. That's what we do. That's what we do here. That's all we do. Yeah. Charitable stuff. We stay now, helping these kids, dude. Last week, we were at Coach's Corner. I met. We met the Herd Brothers for the first time. Yes, sir. They had not yet heard our episode talking specific trash about them. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So it wasn't awkward. Um, the Rubbin' and Grubbin' guys are down next week to talk Daytona 500, but we'll also talk a little bowling match. Yeah, we're going to bombard them with that. I'm interested to see who we match up with in the first round. How are they going to do that? I don't know. Who are we going to bowl against the first round? We got to be pulling the one seed, right? I would think so. You have to pull by Vegas. Yeah. You got to put us at the one seed. A lot of chatter that we make up the odds. All we do is report the odds from Vegas. They're coming out of Las Vegas. Come on. Okay. And What kind of people do they think we are? You know what I mean? We're not the kind of guys that would make up odds for, no. the, for the world, the universal bowling championship. The universe basically has one bowling championship. It's this one. Yeah. February 28th at 1 o'clock. Live people streamed. Have, people have compared me and you to the Pete Weber of Who charity. do you think you are, I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. People of have course. compared us, and we're not dropping that trophy. Yeah, and like, would we accept the trophy? Sure. Sure. Do I want a parking spot? Maybe. Absolutely. But we're doing this for the kids, dude. Everything is for, we're the, doing kids. This for the kids. So you'll contact we're us. We're going to kick their ass for the kids. Correct. Contact us, and you let's get a bunch of people to sponsor us for this bowling match, and let's really show them that we're going to dominate in the lanes, and we're going to dom- dominate on the charity sheet as well. And I'd like to get Carl and the AD first round. That's what I'd like to see. I like that, too. Friendly guys. Not great at bowling. Not, not you know what I mean? Like, Good people, bad bowlers. Right. It's almost like the one seed versus the 16 seed. Welcome mm-hmm. to the tourney. You had a nice year. Mm-hmm. We're glad to have you. Now get your ass out of here. Now take off. Now get out. All right. Kick episode rocks, 51 kid. later this week. Thank you guys for listening. However you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening on, scroll up and click subscribe or follow. Scroll down and click that five stars and leave a nice, kind rating that's huge for us and we would really appreciate it uh spencer how did the people follow you uh follow me on twitter at spencer maddox underscore follow us on instagram at the hot grits travis take us away and i am at jadon sports on twitter at podcast at podcast grits on twitter for the show handle thank you guys for listening and until next time stay safe and wash your hands you filthy animals peace